0: Shorter than a long walk in the woods under the hot sun. Get ready for short and sweet parenting tips. Hello, short and sweet parenting tips here, episode 21 on how to know when my kid is ready to babysit themselves or siblings. Let's start by covering some basic information and recommendations. Then we'll provide some readiness questions to help you determine if your kid is prepared for the responsibility of babysitting. Finally, I have a couple great tricks for leaving your kids at home together. We need to start by acknowledging that deciding when your oldest child is ready to babysit themselves and or their siblings is a very subjective decision. Only you can be the judge if your particular child is ready for this responsibility. My oldest was not ready to be at home alone, let alone babysit her younger sister until she was in eighth grade. That was just her personality. Now my sixth grader can stay home alone by herself, but I wouldn't necessarily trust her to watch a younger kid unsupervised at least at this point. According to the American Academy of Pediatrics, children should be at least 12 before being left alone for more than four hours. That said, check the state law for where you live. Also know that there are certain criteria that constitutes child neglect, so be aware of those definitions too. Here are some readiness questions that will give you an indication whether or not your kid is ready to stay home alone. This list will be posted on the Short and Sweet Tips Facebook page so you can reference it later if you like. First question to ask yourself. Are they trustworthy? This is a big one because you need to know you can trust them not to eat out the whole pantry, have friends over, or answer the door. Do they follow house rules when you're around? If they don't follow rules when you're at home, how certain are you that they would follow them when you're gone? Is your neighborhood safe to leave children alone? Again, only you can answer this question. Some factors include your own comfort level, crime rates, and how well you know your neighbors. Does your child know how to use the telephone to call for help? Determine if you have a reliable home phone, if your kid knows how to make a 911 call, and whether or not they know your home address. Don't overlook this or make the assumption that they have this knowledge or capability. Actually, it's great to have a sticky note on your fridge listing your address and key phone numbers. Point this out to your kid because in a panic, they may blank on your address. Or if you're like us and move a lot, they may not be 100% sure of your current address. Another readiness question, are they comfortable with the idea of staying home alone? This is a biggie. Like I said, my oldest took a long time to warm up to the idea of being home alone. For whatever reason they may have, even if they can't articulate their feelings, I would weigh this heavily. Confidence goes a long way in handling unpredictable situations. Last question. Are there dangers in the house that need to be managed before kids can stay home alone? Unsecured gun safes and access to dangerous knives are obvious threats, but you should also consider less apparent yet potentially volatile ones, such as unlimited website or cable access. You may want to have some internet or modem restrictions or even some parental controls. I cover these in detail in the series of episodes called A Warning Label for Your Kid's Cell Phone. Part 2 specifically addresses parental controls. Some other questions to consider include, does your child demonstrate patience and responsibility when managing their younger siblings? Are they impulsive? Are they aware of their surroundings? And have you seen them consistently use good judgment? So, let's say you've vetted your kid and searched your own heart and have decided that you are ready to leave them alone or in charge of siblings. What's next? First, be very clear with your kiddo on your expectations while you're gone. You want to avoid being disappointed that your kids didn't meet your standards simply because you never spelled out your guidelines up front. Write out these requirements. Discuss them with your kid. If they are one to forget what you tell them, Have them repeat back these expectations. A great starting place is to take the rules you use with a paid babysitter and share those with your kids. Experts suggest that you role-play scenarios with your kids like emergency and non-emergency situations, behavior and discipline issues, and routines like eating and bedtime. When you begin leaving your kid home alone, start with small increments of time and gradually lengthen them depending on how it goes. When I first started leaving my two girls at home alone, if I was going to be farther off than the grocery store, I coordinated with a trusted neighbor to be home during my absence. I found a nearby, responsible adult that my daughter had met who she could call if there was an acute emergency or if she needed help immediately. This suggestion is for your kid's peace of mind as well as yours. Now here's the big question you're asking yourself. To pay or not to pay? Big picture, here's how we ended up handling it. If my husband and I go out on a date, the girls babysit themselves for free. We consider this contributing to the family as a whole. If it's an obligatory event or work social, I pay the girls. Here's my first trick of successful babysitting. We pay both the girls. Yep, you heard me right. We pay both of them with the expectation that they watch themselves and give support to their sister. We've done this from the beginning, and I have to give credit to my longtime friend, Amy Tamblin for this idea. Shout out to Amy. Now, we do pay the older one more because she has more of the responsibility in safety, meal prepping, and cleaning, and she's really the bottom line. But we also pay the younger one because, if you think about it, she is just as responsible for whether or not the evening goes smoothly as the oldest one. Combined, we still don't pay them as much as we would an official babysitter. Plus, we pay them a smaller amount for hours after their bedtime. It's a win-win because the girls are grateful to earn so much money just by being. And we save money on a babysitter. Plus, the time and gas from not driving the sitter back and forth. Also, it really does instill a sense of independence, responsibility, and self-esteem in your kids. I don't know if you remember one of the first times you were left home alone, but I remember for me, it was a pretty big deal. Another trick we've borrowed from Amy is to put out a notebook and pen in case there are disagreements, conflicts, or someone isn't following the house rules. The kids can write down their complaint instead of arguing amongst themselves, but we let them know that if we come home to something written down, it might affect how much they get paid. Amy said this works great, and I can't believe it, but we've never come home to anything written down. Just a side note here, we also went ahead and put our phone numbers, poison controls number, and our address on the top of that notebook. You should know that the Red Cross has a babysitting course, which covers everything from discipline to basic first aid and CPR. Your kid can attend this training starting at age 11. If they have a younger sibling, I highly recommend this. I had my oldest take this course not because she was ready to babysit, but I wanted her to know some basic first aid in case something happened with my youngest. When my daughter took the class, she attended an online portion ahead of time, printed a completion certificate, and then attended the live portion for things like CPR training. The in-person class was maybe two half days. I believe you do have to train in person to actually get your CPR certification, which is something to pay attention to with COVID. This Red Cross babysitter certification is also a selling point if your kid starts babysitting outside the home. That covers this episode on babysitting. When you're deciding whether or not to start down this road, remember to check your state and regional laws, decide if your kid is ready, and then determine when and how you're going to pay them. When you begin, set down expectations, start with small amounts of time, and run your kids through some hypothetical scenarios. That was this week's short and sweet parenting tip, fresh ideas in bite-sized portions.